Welcome to the Tell Us Something Podcast. I'm Mark Moss. Tell Us Something is true stories on a theme shared without notes in front of a live audience. Everyone has a story. What's yours? This year, I'll be featuring other podcasts I'm listening to and think you should check out. If you enjoy Tell Us Something, you should check out The Raven Narratives. Listen to stories from the high desert, brought to you by Sarah Severson and Tom Yoder, who host live storytelling events in the cities of Cortez and Durango, Colorado, and release those stories in podcast form. Sound familiar? Like Tell Us Something, The Raven Narratives breaks down the gap between teller and listener. Storytellers share their true personal stories without notes in front of crowds of around 200 people each time The Raven Narratives hosts their live event. For a taste of The Raven Narratives podcast, check out David Butler's Glass Insulators story at ravennarratives.org stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Raven Narratives. If you enjoy the Tell Us Something podcast, please help us get people's stories heard far and wide. Recommend us to three of your friends who have never heard of Tell Us Something. Thank you. Also, please rate us on iTunes. This episode of the Tell Us Something podcast was recorded in front of a live audience on March 20th, 2018 at the Wilma in Missoula, Montana. Eight storytellers shared their story on the theme, Right Place, Right Time. A heart attack gives voice to a recurring question in Michael Peary Herrick's life, and he returns with a hard-won answer. Michael calls his story a question to consider. Thanks for listening. May 3rd, 1997. It was a Saturday evening in Dublin. I'd been in Ireland for three weeks conducting a psychotherapy training. I was staying with my friend Seamus. He was away in Paris for the week, up to some sort of shenanigans, I'm sure, and I had the house to myself. There was a program coming on the telly at eight o'clock that I wanted to watch, and I was just settling into the easy chair in the sitting room when, bang, I was propelled out of the chair and onto the floor by a sensation that I have described as getting hit between the shoulder blades with something hot and hard. Pinned there in pain, I heard a voice, a voice woven out of pure compassion, and it said, are you finished? Time got a little weird right then. And I remembered immediately, eight months before, hiking in the foothills outside of Boulder, Colorado, I had screamed to the heavens something on the order of, I'm not going to commit suicide, but God damn it, if it doesn't get any better than this, fucking kill me. A rather melodramatic outburst in the face of a souring relationship. <laughs> but nonetheless, I was being held accountable. And I had a choice to make. I took a couple of deep breaths amidst the the pain, and I said out loud so no confusion could be had, no, I'm not finished yet. I'm not sure how long I laid on the carpet. When I finally made it to the chair and to the phone, I called my friend and colleague Mary. She'd been a surgical nurse for most of her career, and she, by the time she got to the house, I had managed to get myself in bed. She checked me over. My pulse was normal. I wasn't sweaty. I wasn't nauseous. And as the pain subsided, we sort of convinced each other that maybe I was okay. 
that I probably should have myself checked out. But first, I went to bed, got up the next morning, finished a workshop, got on a plane, flew to London, took the tube to Wimbledon, and walked with my luggage about a mile to my friend Sir Ellen Hazel's house, where I was given a cup of tea and put to bed. The next day, Sorella and I took the tube to Trafalgar Square, where we met our colleague M and had an all-day meeting in the cafeteria of the National Gallery. Back to Wimbledon, a fitful night's sleep, a train ride to Gatwick, a plane ride to Cincinnati, another to Denver. And eight hours after I landed, a gentleman was explaining to me in Boulder Community Hospital that I was indeed having a heart attack, and according to my blood work, I had had one three days prior. An hour later, he was snaking a steel cable up through my femoral artery, down into my aorta, into my right coronary artery. I was watching this on a video screen. And when he pushed that wire through the blockage there, bliss ensued. No doubt propelled by the immediate lack of pain and by the two tabs of morphine that I'd been given earlier. <laughs> Much self-reflection ensued. Many changes happened. So, the first week in January, four years ago, I believe in the Catholic calendar, it's called the Feast of the Epiphany. I was standing in a park in Longmont, Colorado, at two in the morning, watching a light snowfall come down through the naked trees, thinking about my life, when that same question showed up. Are you finished? Now, it certainly had relevancy to my current circumstances. I'd had kind of a rugged end to 2013. My wife had come home from taking our daughter, our only child, to college. Her daughter, my stepdaughter, we'd been together for 11 years. With the news that she had been offered the job that she'd been interviewing for for two months, a real feather in her career cap. Yay for that. The next day, I went to work. I was then the social services director at a long-term care facility. I was called to the new director's office at noontime, and let's just say I was made redundant. I was given a month's severance, and thank you for your service to the organization. The next day was my wife's birthday. And we decided, what the hell, we're going to still go out to dinner to our favorite restaurant, celebrate her new job, maybe talk about what I might be doing later. It was all in all a very pleasant evening. The next day, she asked me for a divorce. That was a one-two punch that sort of took the wind out of me, I have to say. Um, but I looked at her, and I knew that this decision had been made when she had been on the road not in response to my losing the job. And I knew there was no discussion about it. So how does a man with an advanced degree in psychology and three decades of clinical experience deal with such a blow? 
Well, I'll tell you how I did it. By November 1st, I was in a basement apartment that I'd signed a four-month lease on, complete with hot plate and microwave. I went out and bought a pack of cigarettes, an ounce of pot, and I started going to Blackhawk, Colorado to play in the $100 limit Texas Hold'em poker game. I do not recommend playing poker when you are depressed. So, by the Feast of the Epiphany, about five days after our divorce papers were filed, my wife already had a new lover, and uh, I was standing in the park thinking about my options. Was I finished? <sighs> when I spoke, I spoke to the heavens, to the trees, to the snow, and what I said was, I don't know if I'm finished, but I goddamn well know that I need something to say yes to. And the next day, my friend Tom called me from Butte. We were roommates over here at the U in 1969 and 70. We stayed in touch over the, over the years. And when I told him my tale of woe, Tom, being a pragmatic sort, said to me, Michael, I think you need to get out of town for a while. So I drove to Butte in January, four years ago. And while I was here, there was an article in the paper where an old priest was moving in out of his apartment and into an assisted living facility, and he was an old friend of my mother's. She was born in Butte, so was I. So Barbara suggested we go look at his apartment. And we did, and then we went over to the management company, and in the hallway was the 92-year-old man who owned the apartment building, who was also a friend of my mother's. I dated his daughter in high school. <laughs> I introduced myself, he remembered me, and he said, what are you doing in town? And I said, well, I'm visiting, but I was over looking at Father Burke's place, and he said, are you thinking about moving back to Butte? And I said, considering it. And he said, the apartment is yours. I said, all my stuff's in Colorado. I can't be here for six weeks. He said, fine, we'll, uh, we'll redo it until you get here. I said, you want a deposit? He said, no. So I said yes to an apartment. A few months later, I said yes to a job in a convenience store. A year later, I rewarded myself with a month in Big Sur. I said yes to love again. So, last week I gave notice, giving up my apartment at the end of the month, or at the end of, May, um, end of April. I'm going walkabout for a while, and then I'm going to Ireland. Apparently, I'm not finished yet. Thanks, Michael. 30 years as a psychotherapist taught Michael Peary Herrick a deep, biting respect for the healing power of story. In June, he turns 70, and in the fall, he's moving to Ireland. Tell us something is proud to be fiscally sponsored by Missoula Community Foundation, a 501c3 organization. Check them out at missoulacommunityfoundation.org. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Gecko Designs. The creative crew at Gecko Designs makes awesome logos that are off the hook. 
They build beautiful mobile-friendly websites for both large and small clients in Missoula and around the country. Visit the Gecko Designs team on North Higgins or online at geckodesigns.com. The Bookstore at the University of Montana, a local bookstore serving the students, faculty, and staff of the University of Montana, as well as the Missoula community. Montanabookstore.com. Cabinetparts.com, the number one source for cabinet hardware since 1997. Anyone searching for the best kitchen cabinet hardware at a great price needs to go to cabinetparts.com. Cabinetparts.com, in business since 1997, combines knowledgeable hardware specialists with the best online shopping experience nationwide. With fast and easy ordering, free hinge matching service, and same-day shipping, CabinetParts.com is the direct source for all of your cabinet hardware needs. The Good Food Store. Supporting Western Montana farmers and ranchers for almost 50 years, The Good Food Store supports the local folks creating their own beer, salsa, baked goods, ice cream, and more. The Good Food Store is a passionate supporter of Missoula nonprofits, supporting multiple organizations, events, and fundraisers every year. Learn more at goodfoodstore.com. Logjam Presents. Headquartered in Missoula, Montana, Logjam Presents is an independent and privately owned live entertainment company. Logjam Presents is the exclusive operator and promoter of the Kettle House Amphitheater, the Wilma, and the Top Hat Lounge. Working in close partnership with these venues, Logjam Presents has created a unique artist and concert goer experience that is unmatched in the Northwest. Longjampresents.com. Fact and Fiction, where books, authors, ideas, and readers interact. Factandfictionbooks.com. Missoula Broadcasting Company, locally owned and operating four stations. The Trail 1033, Missoula's quality rock and part of our unique Western Montana community. Featuring local DJs who love Missoula and know their music. Jack FM 105.9, playing what they want. U 104.5 FM, your at-work listening station, and ESPN 102.9, focusing on city, state, and regional sports, giving exposure and insight to teams and athletes in and around Western Montana. Learn more at MissoulaBroadcasting.com. Enlightened Lab Float Center. Enlightened Lab is a spa featuring sensory deprivation or floating as a wellness therapy. Unplug, reset, and recharge in their state-of-the-art float tanks. Learn more at EnlightenLab.com. That's E-N-L-Y-T-E-N-L-A-B.com. Martin McCain Woodworks and Design. Learn more about Martin and his work at Facebook.com slash Martin McCain Woodworks. Missoula Federal Credit Union. Find them at MissoulaFCU.org. Thanks to Cash for Junkers who provide the music for the podcast. Find them at CashForJunkersMusic.com. Podcast production by Mark Moss. Thank you to everyone who attends the events. Those of you who download the podcasts and most especially to the storytellers, Alex Miller, Michael Peary Herrick, Sarah Black, Heather Adams, Jane Doherty, Ellie Costello, Mark Moss, and Kat Burner. Remember, your story matters. Check the website to listen to the story archive and find out how you can tell your own story. Tellussomething.org. 